0: Two guys, two topics, two opinions. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. As you head into training camp, and hopefully that's in August when we get to that point, we'll find out. But as you approach that and the start of that, how will this no spring ball affect the quarterback
1: competition? I don't know if it will affect it that much. I mean, I think that it delays uh, some of the things that we were you know We were getting Baylor back. He's getting healthy again. And um, Jaron was starting to really come along. Zach was doing some great things. Um, starting to have do some things. He just seemed a lot more... Settled and and, and uh, more comfortable in the scheme and and more connected with our players. So it just seemed like you remember he had that injury last year. So he had some time that uh, this is this is something that he, and the year before it was a true freshman. So it was nice for him to kind of be comfortable, kind of going into spring with with a, kind of a, at his own pace. And 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 uh, you know we saw some huge improvements from all three of those guys. In spring, but I, I, I think that once we get to the fall, we'll feel we kind of have an idea of where we're headed and, and the guys that we have that can help us win. And, and knowing uh, sometimes the way football works, if we feel comfortable with the depth that we have at that position and other positions as well.
2: We had a chance yesterday to hear the press conference or teleconference or Zoom conference or whatever you want to call it from uh, BYU head coach Kalani Satake. He talked about his quarterback battle. Excuse me, this was not from his Zoom conference. This was from uh, DJ and PK this morning. Yes. Read through
0: the lines, buddy. Who's starting?
2: Zach Wilson. I think so, too.
0: He said, we already know kind of the way we're heading. That is a huge, huge uh, vote of confidence for Zach Wilson, if if we're reading it right. The other thing is that I think the shortened spring practices and whatever is going to be interrupted over this period of time – automatically gives the advantage to your incumbent starter because the other guys were going to have to really show that it was their job to have. And now they have much less of an opportunity to do that.
2: Yeah, I I think your read is is pretty right on the money. Um, it, it is more difficult for somebody challenging for it, and this is where my mind goes: is your other guys aren't going to transfer either because you've got them <laughs> for different reasons to to stick around the program. Baylor Romney's married to a soccer player, if I'm not mistaken, uh, there at BYU. So there's a little incentive to stick around. And Jaron Hall plays baseball, so. You know, he's got kind of another thing going. So neither one of them, I think, are really high transfer risks. So I think Coach Satake probably wants to have a deep quarterback room. I'm sure he does. And uh, I, I think all three of those guys are going to stick around. But, yeah, I'm with you. Uh, less time to uh, – Upset the incumbent, probably advantage incumbent.
0: Well, when you look at it, uh, obviously Zach Wilson, after what he showed early in his career at BYU, people were excited about him, and you know it's just so typical of of college football where people sing these glorious praises, I and mean, maybe we all are guilty in some respects of this. But really, you can't really talk in these declarative statements about these guys until they, they actually prove it over a period of time. And Zach was banged up a little bit. He was injured. Uh, and uh, Jaron Hall, I mean, he's a fine athlete, terrific athlete. But between the playing baseball and the uh, concern over con- concussions, that, that comes into play. And hasn't even been able to play. He's recovering. Right now, so it the the main thing, as far as I'm concerned, with Zach Wilson is he has to be smarter. He has to learn to read defenses a little better and know when to take a risk, when not to take a risk. And I hate to sound all Kyle Whittingham here, but you can't have your quarterback turning the ball over at key moments the way uh, happened with Zach uh, in a couple of occasions last year. Uh, I always feel for quarterbacks in that regard because one, they've got a slew of angry defenders coming at them, and the protection is there sometimes and sometimes it's not and a guy has to trust his receivers to be where they should be, and as you deliver that ball, sometimes something else is breaking down that isn't a quarterback's fault, and so sometimes those turnovers shouldn't be just hung around the necks of the of the quarterback. But uh, he does need to be more careful when he makes his decisions. Make sure that ball goes where it needs to go and avoid those key turnovers that uh, plagued him a bit last year.
2: I um I don't necessarily think you're wrong, Gordon. In fact, you're probably right, but it, isn't that a far cry from the old BYU quarterbacks of of old where you, you throw conservatism out the window and you just go out there and sling it? You know, Ty Detmer threw a slew of interceptions, but they didn't get 20,
0: 28 interceptions, yeah, I think, they the were year scoring, he won the Heisman. They were scoring like 60
2: points a game. You know, nobody else was uh, nobody was going up to time, being like, "Hey, a little, a little careful out there." And seeing, so, you know, oh, I think there. they
0: probably did. It's like that story I've always told about Steve Young when he was playing Georgia, and he threw an interception, comes off the sideline, and Lavelle says, "Don't worry about it." And then he throws another one, comes off the side uh, over the sideline. Uh, I don't worry about it, Steve. Comes over after a third interception. Uh, Steve, uh, are you worried about it? And he said, "No, not at all." And Lavelle says, "Well, when are you going to start?"
2: And, you know I, and I think it worked out okay for Steve Young. Last I checked, <laughs> I I I think he turned down to be pretty good. So maybe yeah, we should did. we should listen to Steve here. I mean I, I get, mean, oh, oh, I I get so. what you're
0: saying. Yeah, I get only, what you're saying, but you still in key moments with a game on the line, you can't be throwing those picks. I got it.
2: But at the same time, isn't Zach Wilson isn't part of what has made him good so far, is he's a gamer and he he gets out there and he's aggressive and he's gonna go play his game. And I, I think there's some val I think there's some value to that. Now, if you say, hey, you need to go out there and be smarter, you know, I think you could tell every quarterback that. And as he ages and gets a little bit older, I think his decision making will get better. Like we've seen, uh, I, I always say Brian Johnson, I think, was such a, a great example of that where his numbers when he was a sophomore and first getting the starting job were amazing, but he was making really bad decisions. And obviously by the time he was done at Utah I mean, he, he made every right decision in the book. So I, I think that'll get a little bit better as Zach gets older. But, you know, they, they've they got to be careful down there, Coach Roderick. You know, they've got to be careful not to not to um, squash that aggressiveness. Because I do think at Utah, and you make that comparison to Witt, I think at Utah they've taken some quarterbacks and they've strangled the confidence right out of them with that fear of making a mistake or throwing an interception. And so I guess you got to find that delicate balance, right? And
0: here's here's the other thing about that. And I have great respect for A-Rod. I I think he's, you know, there were some people when he was at Utah who got all over him. I I just think he's a really bright football mind. And I believe, I believe that he wants to open up that offense down there. Remember when Grimes first took over, how conservative he was being and whatnot? Mm -hmm. I think they're to the point now where they have things installed in a way Uh, that they are ready to open it up like you were talking about. Uh, You know, they didn't exactly end the season on a bright note last year, but I I think they want to be – they want Zach Wilson to be a threat in every quadrant of the field. doesn't mean that they're going to throw the ball 75 times a game. In fact, I think that would be a major disappointment – Uh, for the coaches down there if that were to happen. But they want defenses to be worried about the ball being delivered in every quadrant so that the defense has to be aware all over the place. And if you have a quarterback, if you're telling your quarterback just to nickel and dime defenses and be overly cautious, unless you've just got a stud running back who's going to rush for 1,500 yards, that can be problematic. And I think I, I think BYU likes the running backs they have down there, and they think they can be effective with that. But I'm not sure they have an All-American in that backfield. And so that puts pressure on the quarterback to be able to move the ball around and and serve a whole lot of purposes, short yardage situations, long yardage situations, that's going to be on BYU's quarterback this year. So the other guy's going to have to circle up and and, uh, come through, not drop passes, don't fumble the football, don't miss blocks, uh, at least not in any consistent manner, and, 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 and make the thing go. And that's going to be interesting to watch if, uh, with if we're lucky enough to have a season.
2: You know, on your running back point, Gordon. I think all they need to do is suit up the running backs coach and see if they could sneak him out there. <laughs> Probably has some uh, production left in the old tank, but might get in trouble for that. And, and then you know they've got weapons though, Gordon. I mean, I I I believe that. I think the I think the Bushman has been underutilized somewhat over the past mm. couple of years, and you'd like to see that kind of connection go. And then they've got some receivers out there, and Baylor's brother Gunner is the one that comes to mind uh, first for me that I think has some unseen you know, potential. And so I, I do think that there are some weapons. The offensive line is going to be really good. I mean, I'd like to see the aggressiveness from the BYU offense go up a level. Maybe that's not realistic, but I, I would like to see that happen and i'd like to see them give zach or i guess whomever the the quarterback is but them the confidence that they can go out there and be aggressive because they got to move the football and, and i Our, think we've seen that at times
0: okay so work with me here jake okay uh in talking with harvey come on say it in what you want in me to talking repeat? with harvey in talking with harvey harvey Nga.
2: oh sorry i see what you're doing yeah sorry i'm a little slow
0: all right. He he made it very plain and clear to us when we uh, interviewed him that they want a back in that backfield who is going to be versatile, going to be able to pass protect, going to be able to run the football, going to be able to catch it. They want to throw to those backs, too. They want to be able to do that when they need to. They just can't do it all the time. Some of those guys are going to have to get deep. They're going to have to be that threat. And I think these quarterbacks that BYU has—they all have strong enough arms to be able to take advantage of those circumstances. And so, if Jeff Grimes and, and Arod have enough confidence that their quarterback is not only has the physical ability, but uh, you know follows the uh, philosophies of Mike Leach, who uh, he's always wanting his quarterback first and foremost to make good decisions. That then BYU will will be on to something I think. Even against a very difficult schedule this year, they have to be able to move the ball. Yep. They they just have to. Uh, no kidding. Every team does, I get it. But especially in the case of BYU, they 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 have to be proficient offensively and with a quarterback with a slew of quarterbacks now who know what a, they have a frame of reference. Zach Wilson, if he's ever going to be good, this is the coming season to do it. Uh, he, he has the opportunity, he's got the knowledge now, he should have the seasoning and the maturity, and he should have the health to make that happen. Uh, we'll see if it does.
2: Just don't ruin him by making him scared to throw the ball. Don't ruin him by making him scared to make a mistake. How many times have we seen that? Let that guy go cut it loose. He just needs okay, to be a so, uh, Okay,
0: but where do you draw the line? Let's say... You know, let's say he throws a couple of picks a game. You're gonna—is that going to be all right? And what if he throws a pick? And I'm not picking on Zach here. This is true for any one of those quarterbacks. How how forgiving are you going to be, especially when you know you have guys behind them who can win games?
2: Am I scoring enough points to beat a good defense like Arizona State? I mean, that's what they got to concentrate on. You you mentioned the schedule, and you're in t- you're totally right. It is brutal, and they're going to have to score points. And if that comes with mistakes, I mean, so be it. But you know, they're going to go up against some good defenses, and they're going to go up some, uh, against some really good offenses. And it's not going—they're not going to be able to get by on thirteen to ten. It's—it's it's not going to happen. They're going to have to put the ball in the end zone. So you know, some of those old Ute offenses, Gordon, where they were so scared to, to throw the ball because they were scared to make a mistake. I mean, we saw a lot of seventeen fourteen type of games, and I just don't think that's going to cut it for BYU next year. It's just not.
0: Their, first of all the, their defense
2: the, isn't good enough to
0: play like right, that. Right. Right. Who was the quarterback that we used to laugh about who would throw the ball 10 yards out of bounds uh, rather than, you know, <laughs> risk any kind of pick? Travis was that Wilson. Travis? Yeah, yeah, because because once he
2: threw once he threw six interceptions against USC, the the, the potential for that poor guy was severely <laughs> limited because from there on out that guy played like he was scared to make a mistake. And and he was still pretty good. I don't, I don't mean he, to he run him down. Games. He, he did. Won
0: some, he did win some games for the years. That, that SC win was pretty big. But
2: do you ever think we saw his true potential? I mean, was he even that? Was he that much better the day he left the University of Utah than the day he
0: arrived? Uh, you know, that's a fascinating question. I'm not sure that he was. I'm not sure that he was either. And I think yeah. a
2: lot of that was it was. Hey, don't screw this up for the defense. <laughs> that was the instruction that he was given. Hey Travis, guess what? Don't screw this up for the defense. And he went out and played like it a lot. And if so what you're
0: saying what you're saying is it's worth it to turn the ball over a, a couple of times if you're going to play free football. And uh you're gonna wing that thing around and you're not gonna worry about those picks, huh?
2: It it depends on who it is. If it's Brett Favre. Yeah, go out and sling it, Brett. If it's Ty Demmer, you <laughs> bet. Go out and sling it. So what is you know what is Zach Wilson's potential? I just would hate to see him ground out of BYU, not getting to that potential because they were scared to let him throw.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. And also, let's keep in mind what I said earlier: is it's so often the quarterback gets blamed for everything. And it's not always the quarterback's fault. Yeah. But if there's a pick, it's always, oh, what a dumb throw. How could he throw that? That's not always the case, man. There are guys out there who are at the receiving end who are making mistakes as well. And uh, the quarter- they always say the quarterback gets too much glory and too much blame. And I think that's true in in this particular case. But I think last year, Zach was somewhat compromised some of the time. I'm not going to sweep the whole season under the rug and give him a free pass for some of those mistakes he made. But I, I think he was compromised a little bit physically. I agree. And And so maybe this time around, he'll be a full go. And when you're when you're you know completely healthy physically, I think that probably sharpens your mind up a little bit too. Because when you you're hurt and you know you're hurt, that plays all kinds of tricks. All you gotta do is delay a throw for you know a quarter of a second, and it makes all the difference in the world. Stay
2: tuned. It is the Big Show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone.